Deep within a bleak and dismal era, hidden within the murky internet, lies the headquarters of the most sinister peaks of all time. A legion on Zoom. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Legion on Zoom. I'm not going to do the usual verbose introduction because I am humbled by what we're actually recording right now. So I'll just say it. For the 24th time, this is Chez. Yes, that was actually pretty verbose anyway, though. I'll just point <laughs> it out. But it is appreciated because it is not just a 24th episode. Well, it's it's the 22nd episode, but you've, you've already heard two specials out there, right? Our Comic-Con exactly. at home and our fandom. But this is the season finale for the Legion on Zoom. Season one, this is Miguel. This is Rod. And this one is going to be like a, an episode 22 slash special edition because Word. it became a special edition after last night. And we're going to dive deep into Disney because they just dropped nuclear warheads on all fans. And just for the record, if anybody's wondering how deep we're going to go, the answer is balls. <laughs> oh, OK. That deep. All right. Good. I'm ready. That's the only deep I go. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but my God, man, you're right. Like Disney dropped so, and what what I loved about it, how they dropped it, very fucking casual, no? Yeah, man. Like it was, it was insane. Like the amount of information that they dropped was mind-boggling. And what bothers me is because, of course, there's something that's gonna bother me regarding the situation. Even though I'm grateful for everything that they gave us, is the fact that I didn't feel like there was enough of a buildup for this. It's kind of like you got hit in the head with a bat, like, but in a really good way because it came out of nowhere. It's like fandom had this buildup. Everyone was excited. They seemed to build like dome facilities in space for this. I believe it. I don't care. It wasn't CGI. And but then with this, it was like, hey, there's gonna be a small announcement from Disney. And then reality shatters and we shit our pants. Yeah, word. I didn't even know it was happening. Although it was like a mini fandom for Marvel. Or no, nah, it was equal in scope, I think. And we're going to go into why. But yeah, one of my old friends hit me up. Uh, Daryl, shout out to Daryl. He was like, yo, there's this like huge Marvel thing going on. I'm like, oh, and I, I tune in and it's Kevin Feige being eloquent and, and HD and talking about all these fucking Marvel goodies they're in the pipeline. Yo, wait, 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 wait. Oh, so I actually didn't know that. So it was um, not, te- you know, televised, but like streamed. Like you could see it on, you could, you saw it actually as it was happening. Yeah. I'm not sure if it was made available to everybody, but I saw it on like someone else's stream. Uh, I can't remember which one it was, but it was a podcast and he was streaming it. But I, you know, I would assume that that would pop up like on my YouTube, like homepage, like, like Disney, you know, live stream, but no, I didn't, I don't know if it was streamed independently, but. Because I think what's funny about like it being like a fandom, kind of not right. Because it's, it's called like investor day, right? (laughs) So it's like the opposite of the fans. It's the investors, you know, I'm sure some investors are fans, but exactly. I I also didn't even know about this until like, I know, I, I think sometime this week I heard that it was happening. Uh, but I thought it's like a closed door thing. I remember last year they did announce a few things in their investor day or something like that. Or no, it's confused with the the DX D23 Expo or whatever they call it. Uh, but I was not expecting it to be what it was. 
Yeah, man. Just seeing the flood of information. And I think it started with, I don't even know what the first announcement I saw was. I mean, yeah, it was just, it was too much. I honestly don't remember what it was, but the flood is insane. And it was, a. they announced maybe not just Marvel because this is a comic book based podcast, but they announced like 10 different Marvel series, 10 different Star Wars series, which because of the Mandalorian, I'm actually really starting into the Star Wars universe all over again. But is like, wow, it is an insane amount of stuff. Um, one of the most interesting things that we got to see was finally our first look at the Loki series, which about time. Yeah, I, I don't know what they started with, but I, I, I think it might have been Falcon and the Winter Soldier. There's a trailer for that out there as well that I haven't seen yet. But yeah, the first one that I managed to see was the Loki one. And that one was like, it wasn't what, I mean, I guess I wasn't expecting anything because we really don't know what's going on in this show. Word. Other than that he gets the, what, the cosmic cube and he just like vanishes, you know, like into the time stream or some shit. So yeah, so then you see Loki and uh, what's his face? The Shanghai Noon guy that was with Jackie Chan, uh, Wilson. Uh, Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Yeah, yeah. He, he's like this agent for this weird organization. Did you see this, Miguel, or no? Bruh, of course I saw this. <laughs> you, you must know what's going on. Oh, my God. I saw all of it, and I was – I don't know too much what that whole time, like, police cop, you know, time cop thing is – uh, you know, but I love that obviously the trailer starts with actually, you know, well, it picks off from where we last saw him in um, Endgame, right? It was an Endgame where like he grabs the the Cosmic Cube and, and just fucking disappears. There was just so much going on in that trailer. There was just like he's traveling through different like moments in time and and like there like the ending of that scene with the, with with uh, of the trailer with him looking as the Loki for president design you know by like uh mcelby uh it was the, it was the artist that drew that it, it, it's like what is going on the time cop group i actually don't know about them i don't know if that's actually canon in marvel i don't i think i looked it up not that long ago and it wasn't uh but i am excited it looks fun as fuck yeah i thought it was something new because i had never heard of that organization it was like tvz or some shit i don't even know but yeah right. And, I, you know, it looks like at the end of the trailer, he, like, jumps through the, what is it? Not Rainbow Road. That's Mario Kart. What is that shit? <laughs> the <laughs> the Rainbow Bridge, no? Yeah, the, the bridge. Right? Isn't it? The, yeah. the Bifrost. The Bifrost. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and since he's hopping through time, we can see Heimdall, right? Hopefully. Yo, we see some things that we're not sure about. I'm, I'm, if you all go back and watch it, there's a scene there that looks like Black Widow. It looks like there's one moment where it looks like that planet where um, she died, you know, where the Red Skull is. And you see some a woman in black with red hair. You only see her from behind sitting. And I'm like, oh, fucking Christ. Is this Black Widow? Like, what was going on? Yeah, man. It's going to maybe thematically be like Endgame was and just have you reliving, like, all these awesome moments like in the marvel you know cinematic universe and speaking of which there was a trailer for the what if animated series coming out and that looks pretty fucking cool because that literally is like all the multiverse of marvel uh, actually i didn't see that that's the one trailer i haven't seen well i mean at this point 
I want to understand what's kind of going on with the reality in Marvel because in between Loki jumping around in time and then you have Wanda who's who's either in her own head or somehow also messing with reality unless she's creating her own there seems to be like a tug and pull at the fabric of time and space within Marvel which that could have some pretty interesting results. And I'm actually your really good the really good point because I'm I'm curious about how are they going to deal with the continuity stuff about like cuz this is the Loki from the Avengers movie, right? Because that's when they capture, that's when he escapes. But we've seen a Loki in so many other movies, right? In, in all the other Thor's movies and the other, uh, uh, and then obviously in him, we saw him die in um, and Infinity War. He died in Infinity War. So it's like, what are they going to do with this? Is this, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, I'm excited. Regardless of what they do, the fucking trailer looked dope. And like fucking Tom Hiddleston, or he pronounce his name, looks dope as fuck. Loki epicness all through and through. Yeah, like, he he is that character. And um, one thing that I was actually super shocked about, because I expected this to be, like, a multi-movie thing, but considering that it's going to be on Disney+, Plus, it kind of is, I guess, this is going to be a Secret Invasion series, right? Yeah, but I think uh, Nick Fury is going to be the lead. Ooh. It's going to be about like a, a massive scroll infiltration. So, like, I'm detecting hints of almost like a Tom Clancy kind of thing. Like, just straight up, like, espionage and paranoia and maybe even a you fucking scrolls, you know, from Sam Jackson at some point, which I'm looking forward to. Yo, and what's funny, I think for those who are listening right now, if you haven't, you should already hear, I think the last episode, right? No, or the, I think it might've been the last, which episode? Because in one episode, we were talking about what storylines we would like that to That was the see. last episode. That was the last episode, exactly. So so we mentioned, I think, Secret Invasion as being one of the ones that we would like to see uh, them do. Uh, and we're actually, I think they heard us. I think that's probably why they announced it right now. They have no plans until this week, and now they they, they did it. So good job, Marvel. Thank you, Kevin, for for listening to our show. <laughs> Coming with ideas. I mean, I would be more excited, but I got to see more about like from the scrolls because the Marvel movie that I remember the least about is Captain Marvel. Like I don't remember shit, and and I think there was a young Monica Rambeau in Captain Marvel, right? Right. And then, and then Wanda's like chaos magic brings an older version of her into the present or some shit. And then that older version is going to appear in the next Captain Marvel movie. Um, so that's more news. It's like there's going to be Captain Marvel 2. It's going to have Miss Marvel in it. It's going to have uh, Monica Rambeau, who's also been Miss Marvel, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. That's yeah. So for the fans out there, who exactly is Monica Rambeau? Also for me too. Right. So Monica Rambeau, actually, I don't know exactly how did she get her powers, but she basically manipulates like light, right? Like at extreme level, like she can become light herself and like energy manipulation kind of stuff, kind of like Captain Marvel. But like to another degree, I don't know, Rod. Do you- no, I I don't know much. Like the, the only reason I, I know about the character is from like old school Avengers comic books. You know where they're like the whole team is on the cover. You see like the Black Knight, like all these obscure <laughs> yeah. Avengers. Yeah. And I would, I would always see Photon or or Miss Marvel. I'm like, yo, her color scheme looks dope. It's like a white 
and black outfit. And not just that, like, you know, her being like black and a super heroine on the team, that was kind of new visually for me, you know, seeing like, especially since it's like older Marvel comic books. So it was like striking. So, but, but I never really read much about her other than maybe some Hickman stuff. I don't even know. All I read about her was there was this awesome, awesome run called uh, Ultimate, not the Ultimates from Mark Millar, uh, Miller in, in the Ultimate Universe. There was an, a recent one, Ultimates, uh, written by Al Ewing and drawn by Kenneth Ruckafort that had it was basically like the avengers in space like an avengers meets fantastic four kind of thing it was led oh, by black yes. panther yes so dope it had yeah. Marvel, had monica rambo uh and other characters i don't remember and then oh, they, yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. they made galactus into the life bringer i was reading that shit i i, I fell off on it but that was a good book no it's a good book and i remember they had monica rambo there and i just remember that she would become light basically and like do some trippy ass stuff so i'm excited that'll be cool I'm definitely excited to see the effects of that with some crazy CGI then. that's That sounds pretty awesome. Consider me slightly enlightened. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Captain Marvel did have that. Like, she did look fucking cool. Like, the way her powers were, were visually, like, that yo. shit was dope. Yo, I don't know about you guys, man. I loved Captain Marvel. I thought it was a good movie. I had a lot of fun with that movie. And then, but the thing about with Secret Evasion, because I agree too. I, 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 for me to get excited, because my only thing is I'm worried about how um, comic accurate it can be, right? Like, you know, it's missing obviously a lot of stuff from the comic books, you know, because it hasn't been introduced. One big thing that we mentioned was like Norman Osborn, right? And his role that he plays. But even if they don't include him, it could be a good show. So far, I think the information that they said is, yeah, it's, 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 we got a good man, Nick Fury back, Sam Jackson, but also we have uh, Ben Mendelsohn who played the, the lead scroll in the Captain Marvel movie, who at the end of the movie is actually on earth impersonating Nick Fury as Nick Fury is on some fucking spaceship preparing for something. So maybe that's kind of how it leads from there. Maybe there, is there like another group of scrolls infiltrating, you know, and there's good scrolls and bad scrolls. Um, I, I'm like, okay, so far, Marvel, I trust you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch the shit out of all. Oh, yeah. I'm going to yeah. watch all these shows. Hell yeah. Like, it's crazy. Like, I think like our bones and muscles are going to atrophy. And I'm looking forward to it. Um, Now... Out of all this crazy shit that we found out, one of the shows I'm honestly starting to look forward to the most is actually She-Hulk. Because aside from what I consider to be a great casting, Lord knows the CGI possibilities already. But now they're going to get Mark Ruffalo, who plays the Hulk, and Tim Roth, who played the Abomination in what was the second Hulk movie, and Ooh. who knows what happened to that dude? And on top of that, there's rumors of us even getting almighty Charlie Cox in the series, too. That's Damn. a rumor, though. Wow. Yeah. I like, I don't even. Huh. Yo, Kevin Feige is giving yeah, us what we want. Facts. <laughs> and, 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 you know, for a moment there, maybe it's because of the absence of, like, MCU content. But I don't know. I was starting to think that. That Endgame was like the height of the MCU, but the way that they're like utilizing the shows now to build this, a, a deeper story, I don't know. I feel like I'll probably get more invested because like as a storytelling vehicle, it seems that those like mini series, they just hit better. 
you know, it's, it's more, it's more time, more character development. What do you guys think? No, yo, and I couldn't agree more with that. Because also, for example, uh, for those of you who have been watching The Mandalorian, it's Word. it's fucking it's movie level shit. Every Hell episode yeah. is like a movie, man, and it's a trip to think up because you know it's it's all Disney, man. Like they're if they're gonna put that same quality in the fucking show. It, it's it's gonna be, actually for example even with with like I, we were i saw the traders with my wife or i i either i made her watch the traders with me it, it's like she even at one point was like oh that's gonna be a cold movie and i'm like nah honey those are shows like those are gonna be series and we're like what like that's and it, and it looks it'll be like the mandalorian like that kind of high level quality and i am like, like come on exactly tim roth is returning yeah. for the show yeah god damn <laughs> I mean, also, like, and as much as this sucks, hashtag don't cancel Chez. <sighs> hashtag cancel Chez. <laughs> All right. Okay, so I'm just going to say it. All right, so let's be honest. I think I think a bunch of the reason why they're getting these actors to come back is because because of COVID, nobody knows when they're going to get to work again. Disney has a ton of money stockpiled, so everyone's taking any opportunity. I straight up think that if Tim Roth were to be offered that role in some capacity before a global pandemic and worth like and work was steady, it would be hard to try and pull all this off. But Disney essentially has a big bag of money, and these people don't know where the next paycheck is coming from. So in a way, like it's almost kind of like I'm not gonna say it, but yeah, you guys got oh, what are we <laughs> say it. What? what? It's what? almost it's almost kind of like all this crazy shit is happening. I have a feeling, partially thanks to the pandemic, in a way, because it's like these people don't know when they're gonna work again in a lot of ways. So a bunch of them are like, "Yes, we'll work." Like, you yeah, know what I mean? it, it works both ways, right? Because then you could face a massive like cancellation or or delay. Like it's cool that they're announcing all this content, but no. Nah, but remember though, that's the th- that's the thing though. Disney's doing this shit because they've done their analysis. They're immune to all the pandemic logistical cost bullshit. They could afford all of that. They know how much money they had and have. So, like in their eyes, all of this, no matter what is going to happen in some capacity. And they know they have people by the balls, essentially, or rather by the eyeballs, to be specific. That's, I agree. I, I do. I actually think there's some truth to that for sure. I don't think it applies to every actor. Because, for example, Tim Roth, I don't, I think he's good. Like, I think he's doing okay. Like, I don't think he's like, fuck, like, what am I going <laughs> to do next? Like, no, like, it's Tim fucking Roth. Like, he's okay. Uh, I think for other people, probably more so, you know, um, but I think I do think some of this was already in the making. You know, I'm pretty sure like Disney, especially when they announced the Disney Plus, they had a vision in mind, you know, and they they were planning on, you know, making these shows next level shit. Because like you say, exactly with all the money that Di- Disney has, all the money, you know, it's, yeah. it's basically him and, Am- and, you know, Disney and Amazon, like you Bez- Bezos, <laughs> Bezos, Bezos, Lord Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're early adopter of the doctrine of Bezos. <laughs> yeah, it even sounds like some like dark esoteric shit. Lord Bezos. <laughs> but uh, about that, and I think like with green screen, because we saw how heavy they went with the green screen um, for Infinity War and Endgame. So you don't have to have these actors in the same place anymore. It's you know the possibilities are endless. 
And I'm really glad he's coming back. That was in my top three of all the news, um, him, the abomination coming back. And then uh, just the MCU paying more attention to the Incredible Hulk, which is like an often for a forgotten, like, you know, it's part of the continuity, but it was one of those films that, you know, whatever, for whatever reason, Universal had some rights. Um, Ed Norton, like, didn't stay with the franchise. No, exactly. Totally. Because it, it, what's exciting about this, too, because it's not just the movie, The Incredible Hulk, but it, it looks really cool. Like with She-Hulk, it seems like they'll start expanding that Hulk universe a little bit more. Right. right now, honestly, after that Edward Norton movie, the Hulk has been a, a supporting character no, in, in all movies. And that, so it, he'll probably even be a supporting character in the She-Hulk series. But the Ad Abomination, you know, that, that, that's dope. You know, hopefully they start expanding and it's a She-Hulk slash Hulk show and then let's look into that all right question should they withhold the red hulk or for like his own shit or introduce him in this show nah bro introduce him have him be like the season finale reveal he becomes the villain or something and then like antagonist for the next the next because that's kind of the red hulk how it starts no well he starts with his own book actually red hulk and people don't know who he is but he's an antagonist of the Hulk. Um, and yeah. Then, so, well, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, should we tell them? Because the Hulk, the Red Hulk has been out for years for the first yeah, 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 yeah. And okay. that would be General Thunderbolt Ross. And which I know that's crazy. But if they do it in the show, which I totally agree with Miguel, I hope they do. You guys will find out how it happens. And um, the one thing that I'm mostly just looking forward in the show actually has almost nothing to do with the cgi although i'm assuming at one point it might so for the fans her name isn't she hulk is actually jennifer susan walters i cannot wait for the first like courtroom battle between matt murdoch and jennifer walters they should totally do that I don't think they'll battle. I think they probably will either, you know, defend the same client or something like that. But it, it'd be it'd be dope, you know. I think for the, just for those who might not know, like where are we getting this idea? Is it because Kevin Feige apparently said that he said, and who knows, maybe another famous lawyer will appear on the show too. It's like, oh shit, and that it's uh, it's on the heels of the big announcement, the big rumor announcement still that apparently yeah. Fox is definitely returning for Spider Man Three. Uh, which is just fucking, I can't, I can't take that right now. It's just too much. Yo, Spider-Man 3 is looking like, I don't know. I I, I hope it's a two-parter or I hope it's a setup. And again, uh, refer back to the Into the LOZ-verse episode (laughs) for my treatments. (laughs) It's it's massive, right? Because, you know, you got Tobey Maguire's all but confirmed. Andrew Garfield, I think, think is the furthest away from confirmation because apparently there was some like issue with you know the way they uh, abruptly cut his his own spider-man universe i don't know he's he'll come back i don't know how could you not right and they have what uh, alfred molina potentially charlie cox what the fuck what the hell's going on man like and it's cool that they're they may bring back toby mcguire as peter parker before DC brings back Michael Keaton as Batman. Oh. It's like Marvel has beat DC like on this, at the cinematic level. Like shit, man. Like they're undefeated. They got they got Thanos in before Dark Side, right? I think Civil War, 
you know, which was Cap versus Iron Man, out, obviously outperformed Batman versus Superman, right? Yeah, like, well, it yeah. is shit. Like, yeah, it's just insanity after insanity after insanity. It's like insanity cubed. Like, okay, and then the next thing, like, come on. We knew this was going to happen. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um, it was just a little interesting how that whole thing played out considering that James Gunn is directing it, right? Right, right, right. He definitely came back, yeah. Because that's what, actually, I think, around the time that he got the Suicide Squad gig, they had already forgiven him and said, like, all right, please come Aww. back, you know. Because, come on, James Gunn knows his shit. The no. other... Uh, what? And I was going to say, also, it goes to show this need for corporate bullshit to appease crybabies and then have to eat their fucking words in the name of profits. Jeez, Jesus Christ. But, yo... <laughs> I'm eight. really excited about Guardians 3. I think the first two, like that, that's going to be a competitor for best MCU trilogy once it's all said and done because they have a strong first movie. I thought the second one was better than the first one. And, you know, now James Gunn is coming back to finish like his epic, you know, fucking space opera. It's going to be lit. I don't know. What do the, you guys think? The only other thing, I might say something a little bit controversial that I'm not, excited about because one thing is volume three which is coming out in a few more years but also i think which is separate that is that he's doing a guardians of the galaxy holiday special so i think those are two separate things products that he's doing for yeah. guardians of the galaxy yeah. and i think the holiday special is going to be direct for disney plus i'm not that excited about that like you know sure fine whatever I, 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 i'll watch it of course probably more than once but like i'm not that excited about it it's like okay holiday special all right you're bugging. That's going to be amazing. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I know, right? I had the uh, complete opposite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, think like, I really need to see this holiday special. Yeah, like, <laughs> what is wrong with you? It's exclusive like, content. And if I, I don't know, like, will it be, like, an hour long or some fuck shit? Like, who will they introduce? Like, that's going to be crazy. Also, I'm glad that you brought up Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 along with the holiday special because, quick side note for the fans. I had volume 3. About this. Yeah, but oh no, yeah, but Rod said that volume two was better than volume one, but what we're talking about volume three. It wasn't. Uh, <laughs> okay. Anyway, whatever. Are you gonna gush over Kurt Russell? Yes, let me get there. <laughs> so, real quick for the fans, I'm gonna gush over Kurt Russell. So, for those of you who saw volume two, which should have been every human being on earth, you'll see the majesticness that is Kurt Russell as ego, the living planet. Now, I need fans to, whoever has Netflix, check out the Christmas Chronicles 1 and 2. Once again, that is the Christmas Chronicles 1 and 2 to see Kurt Russell as Santa Claus. Oh, my God, that is epic. All right, that's it. You think he'll come back for the holiday special as Ego, the Santa Claus? I don't know. That'd be amazing. I'm totally with that. Yo, I'm, we called it first. Reversion is going to happen. We... <laughs> We know Kevin Feige listens to our, our, our show. And actually, James Gunn liked the post of ours on Instagram once. So Shout out to James Gunn. Shout out to James Gunn. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling it right now. Howard the Duck in the holiday special. I'm calling it right now. <laughs> also, as he might go in some, <laughs> buy in some Spanish circles, Jaime Pistola. 
exactly. I, I wanted That's to put that. <laughs> I wanted to put that out there. As my as my only thing about the holiday special is because I, you know it's it's, they're gonna, it's gonna be different. I'm sure because they're. Do, I think this is also a homage to the. Is that the word? Is that how you say the word homage? Right? Um, yeah. Homage. Yeah. Homage. Homage. If you want to be fancy. Right. Or homage. <laughs> I think American. That's a homage. <laughs> That's their homage to the Star Wars holiday special that was, I think, in the 80s. It must have been, I think it was a TV special, holiday special, that is infamously known for being terrible, for being a shit show. And so I'm sure they're probably going to do something like that in that vein, but kind of like tongue-in-cheek knowing that it's crappy. But So my only thing with that is like, do we need this? Like, yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Yep, I want a Halloween special. Facts. Yo, I hope it becomes a thing. Yo, James Gunn and Guardians of the Galaxy make a special for every single federal holiday that we get off work, even including some of the ones that we don't like. Halloween. We're at Columbus Day. Have Loki go back and meet him. Find him like <laughs> killing indigenous peoples. Not, you know what? I'm not even getting woke on, on y'all right now. Yeah. Fucking Arbor indigenous Day. Indigenous peoples. Fucking Arbor Day. They could do like a group tree special. Damn. <laughs> I think that's what Arbor Day is for, like trees and shit. I don't know. That's on the <laughs> sure. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. And now, one of the biggest announcements, and this one had a lot of speculation behind it. Um, Christian Bale's finally double dipping, and as step two, well, I mean, as far as like I want to say like epicness goes, yeah. I just made air quotes, and I'm talking. So anyway, um. I want to rank, in my opinion, his three most epic roles right now in his whole filming career. So, so far we got Batman. Duh. Is that number Tom- one? Yeah, in my opinion. Now, even though I never saw the movie, but just because he had the role. John Connor, as part of like the Terminator timeline, he was John Connor, right? Right. And, and now he's playing Gore, the God Butcher, in Thor Love and Thunder. Damn. For the fans, uh, Gore the God Butcher was introduced by Jason Aaron uh, in The Mighty Thor. And it, it's a really well-drawn, uh, I think Miguel can uh, tell me who drew that one. Is, is it Isad Ribic? Yeah, Ribic? boy. Yeah. Okay, yes. I actually read that, that one twice. And it was memorable because I don't know, for some reason, aside from Loki... I don't know. I don't know if Thor's villain gallery is all that, you know, impressive. And this was like a relatively new addition to that that pantheon of villains. And it's just like literally a, a god butcher. Like he's killed, you know, different gods of old and all that shit like that. And and Thor's in this endless fight with him throughout time. Really well made. And, and of course, they're going to pull from that uh, storyline. Yeah. Um, for the movie. I- I am beyond excited for that. Like a little let down to some degree because I actually was thinking that Christian Bale, because we knew he was cast uh, casted for the movie a while back. We just didn't know who his character was going to be. And I thought he was going to be the Roxxon. For those of you who watch, who are playing the uh, Insomniac Miles Morales Spider-Man game, you see Roxxon's in the game. In Thor, they play a big role uh, with, with the CEO, Ariel Dario uh, Agar, who's a minotaur. And and it's basically Christian Bale's uh, uh uh what's the American Psycho character basically. So I felt like that would have been appropriate. But dude, just to know that Gore, the God Butcher, is in the fucking movie, it's incredible. Like I do, I recommend highly for you guys to read 
all of Jason Aaron's lore, all of it from the beginning to end. It's a one very, very long story. And also because the movie we also know, right, which is called Love and Thunder, supposedly is going to have Jane Foster become Thor, which is another thing that Jason Aaron wrote, which happens, I guess, I guess it's not a spoiler. I think it's no, not. No, it's not a spoiler. This is old because yeah, the, one of the biggest things about the God Butcher is that God, the God Gore told Thor something that made him unworthy of being Thor. And Damn. his hammer fucking fell. And ep- it was epic. And so that leads to Jane Foster picking up the... the uh, apparently she was worthy and then she became this uh, a female Thor. And it's an epic fucking run. Epic, epic. And uh, gore comes out a lot, actually, throughout the, the series. It's so good. And if I'm not mistaken, just for some clarity for the fans out there, even though Jane Foster picked up the hammer, she still has to go by Thor because that is the title that you are bestowed upon when you get the hammer. Correct? Correct. It was a little confusing because technically Thor's name is Thor. Thor, anyway. yeah. You know, but then he ends up just going by Odin's son afterwards. But then but she's Thor. Uh-huh, exactly. So it's a cool. For some clarity, um, just um, for the fans. And a quick side note that Rod had mentioned that Thor doesn't have the most impressive um, rogues gallery. But if you think about it, it's just because I guess his, his lore isn't really pushed up there because... If you think about it, he technically has the most powerful rogues gallery because you're talking like Gore the God Butcher, Searcher the Fire Demon, Hell of the Goddess of Death, uh, the Executioner, his own half-brother Loki, the God of Mischief. Like, the list goes on and on to all these, like, elite God-level villains. It's just that, like, that they're so out there. They're, like, they're borderline ethereal beings, you know what I mean? But he definitely, I would say, has the most powerful rogues gallery. Oh yeah. I mean, for sure. Like for us comic geeks. Yeah, of course we know all about like his rogues and stuff. And, and also to add star Lord is also coming out in uh, love and thunder. So that's going to be a big movie. Wow. I wonder to what capacity he's going to show up like with the guardians without them. Where does this fall in the timeline with the holiday special? <laughs> <laughs> No, well, I think technically it'll be with in continuity. I'm assuming because remember, at the end of Endgame, we saw Thor leave with the Guardians of the Galaxy, right? So it would just make sense if the movie starts off from there or something that they'll have to introduce, you know, include the Guardians of the Galaxy at least Star Lord in some way. But it will be cool because because also because Gore is um uh, uh basically an alien, like you know he's he's from another planet. Uh, and 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 it's been killing gods in in this like space fucking uh, uh, inquisition that he's doing some kind of crazy shit, and so I can see how the Guardians of the Galaxy may get involved with that. You know, um, th- th- I think there's a lot that can be done there. You no, know? and also with with Taika Taika Waititi uh, uh, helming the second movie again, man. I, I it won't be it, it'll be epic. Yeah, he did Ragnarok, right? Yeah. yeah, one of the best recent Marvel movies, like outside of Endgame and Infinity War. Like, facts Rock was awesome. Facts, facts, and we also got some Jeff Goldblum in there. Come on, man, come on. Like, the only thing better than a little Jeff Goldblum might be a little bit of Nicolas Cage. I thought you were gonna say a lot of Jeff Goldblum. That too, but it's like, is like, if you had to pick, yo, and, and wait, and I want to I go back. You said like that Christian Bale's best roles, and you didn't put Patrick Bateman in there. 
No, no, no. But I meant like in terms of like grandeur. You know what I mean? Because Patrick oh, okay. Bateman is just a serial killer. What, what about on. that that movie with the uh, with the dragons with um, Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> Rain of Fire. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah, okay, so all right. Rain of Fire. All right, so <laughs> a little bit of knowledge for the fans out there. So, um, Rod and I have known each other like almost our entire lives for the most part, and ever since we were kids, one of the greatest moments in film history has been in Rain of Fire, which is a movie that features. Christian Bale and Matthew McConaughey in maybe two of their most testosterone filled roles in history. This movie, Reign of Fire, sorry to go off on a tangent, is essentially Terminator meets Game of Thrones. I don't even like it's 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 like it's like a post-apocalyptic world. Shit got destroyed by dragons. <laughs> but yeah, just Damn, damn, man. Fine, fair enough. I don't even know what the character's name is, but I think that character might be a bit more epic than John Connor. <laughs> I've never, I, 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 <laughs> I just Googled it because I've never seen that movie. And right oh now my seeing, God. Seeing the poster, like, I, oh, right. And like I, the image right now of just like uh, a fucking uh, Bale and McConaughey is, is dope. I'm like, I actually need to see if I can see this right now. <laughs> Dude, listen, yo, Matthew McConaughey literally might have the coolest death scene in all of movies. Spoiler alert. Yo, yeah. don't spoil it, bro. Oh. I just said I'm going to watch it. I literally just said that. But, no, yeah, but I'm not going to say how it happens, though. Just, okay, just okay. You just got to just... uh Killed by a dragon, maybe? I don't know. No, no. <laughs> listen. Listen. Just watch that. Yeah, they, did, they did the whole dragon thing before Game of Thrones. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Rain of Fire, people. Look it up. Matthew McConaughey, Christian Bale. Thank us later. Hit us up on IG, comments, Gmail. Give us your thoughts. <laughs> Um, but what I was going to say before I got dragged off the, on that tangent, talking about God Butcher, God with a small lowercase g, I think the big guy with the capital G heard our prayers. He probably also listens to the podcast. We're getting a fucking Fantastic Four movie. That was a lot of Fs. Not going to lie. Like, I felt like almost crying when I saw that announcement because I was like, finally. They came home, man. They came home Jesus. and they're going to do it right. You know, Woo! like even and they, they didn't do anything. They, they didn't announce anything. Just yeah, like we're work. making a movie. No yes! information, yeah. no cast, nothing. I, I'm like, that's all I need, man. That's all. I, it's like, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we got to see the, the logo, but that's about it. And a director, yeah. I think, was announced, but I'm not that deep. I didn't recognize the name. But yeah, whenever, like in 2025, when we finally see this shit, I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Bro, the logo for the for the actual Disney Marvel Fantastic Four movie, I'm sure is better than the entire Josh Trank Fantastic Four movie. But is it better oh, no than Michael, what is his name, Michael Chiklis? Damn, Damn, I don't know, man. Which one is better, his I thing or the logo? His thing. No, his, his thing, Respect. no doubt. His thing. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the director, I forgot. You're right, you're right. They they announced that the director is John Watts, who did uh uh, uh the who's done the Spider-Man movie yeah, with Tom yeah. Holland. We're just talking about this. And it's like, okay, like yes, like I I I believe in him and, and I can see he'll do good stuff with that family, you know. And, ah, I'm just beyond excited about all of that. 
Yeah, good call giving him the Fantastic Four franchise because he already showed that he can make a killer movie. Because uh, what is it? Homecoming was good. I'm not going to say it was ranked like maybe top 10 MCU movie. We already went over our top five favorites. But then uh, Far From Home, I think, was like a sandwich that had everything you want in it. All the ingredients were fresh. The bread was toasted. Not too much mayonnaise. I'm like, damn, this movie has everything. And then the pickle was the was the the um, J.K. Simmons right? Is that his name? The yeah. actor mm-hmm. that plays um, J. Jonah Jameson coming back and kind of interweaving some nostalgia into this new Spider-Man universe. Man, yo, I'm I'm in. I'm all in. First of all, I hate pickles, and for me, the pickle was Mysterio. Damn. <laughs> now Mysterio was cool. Nah, no, he was. Jesus, no, Mysterio was dope, dude. Mysterio was great. You hating on Mysterio? No, he was not. That shit was whack. What? <laughs> what? I've said this before. I Your don't like unpopular opinion, Chez edition. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Hashtag cancel Chez. <laughs> just, just because. <laughs> yeah, because even for example, even with that, actually, like, because I had, I saw a rumor right after the movie came out that people are saying that Doctor Doom won't be the main villain in the first movie, and honestly, that's okay. Doctor Doom is too big of a villain. You know, either introduce him like Loki, like a character that's always going to be there because that's the relationship he has with, with the Fantastic Four or have him build up to like the villain, you know, like in the last, you know, in the, in the third movie or something, you know, because the thing is like talking about like Mysterio, like he's done a good job at like he brought the Bolter to life. He brought Shocker to life. He brought, um, you know, uh, Mysterio to life in a very good job in a good way. And like even if like the first villain is like the mole man, you know, like from the and with his monsters underground, it'll be great. Yeah, I'll take <laughs> that, that'll be actually be a really good idea. And you know what? I wouldn't be mad if he just flipped the whole thing on its head and went with the ultimate version of Reed Richards. So for the fans, I don't know if we've gone over this in previous episodes, but the ultimate universe is like you know a, a spin-off universe of the regular Marvel proper universe, but Thanks to Secret War, Jonathan Hickman, uh, a comic book event, it got interwoven. And that's when uh, characters like Miles Morales hopped into what is now Marvel proper universe. And in the ultimate universe, Reed Richards becomes some type of like knowledge, power hungry madman. I think he has a a disfigurement in that timeline. And he becomes this, oh, also written by Jonathan Hickman. Uh, Check out the ultimates. Uh, not the ultimate. It, it is the ultimate. The, the ultimate Avengers. I don't even remember. They changed titles so many times. <laughs> I think it's ultimate comics Avengers or some shit like that. Right, anyway, right, right, right. just find whatever Jonathan Hickman wrote. The comics yeah, of he, Avengers. He turns, he turns Reed into this like you know villainous uh, character, and I think they should probably you know to keep fans guessing. What better way than to make Reed Richards like the next big bad guy? Yo, if we were in the same room right now, I, I would have probably slapped you. I, I said, yeah, you, you shut your mouth. No. Why are you hating? Although I agree that was an incredible story. That was a good iteration of Reed Richards. And especially now that he's in the proper MC, uh, uh, Marvel uh, uh, timeline and universe in the 616, as uh, his, his name is the maker, as the villain name. And 
that's cool. But nah, man, no. Reed Richards is one of the most incredible, awesome characters out there. You know, like we have talked about this before. He's like one of the first. He's the first like superhero that Stanley wrote. You know, like with the rest of the no. Get I I need to see a proper Reed Richards first, and then if you later want to introduce, especially especially though, if you're introducing the multiverse into the MCU. Then I'd be down to later see this evil Reed, Reed, Reed Richards. But, but first, give me, I want, I want a good Fantastic Four movie. Just a simple one. Like, very simple, good one. I'm not that's, saying make him evil in the first one. I'm that's saying, what you like, said. <laughs> yeah. No, no. That's, that's what not what I No. Catch I don't want to say, I'm you're, saying you're, build it up, build the expectation, fall in love with him, make him handsome, everything, and boom. No. No, don't do that to me. No, and Kevin. Stumped. And then, and then, low key during that storyline, Ben Grimm was getting it on with Sue uh, Sue Storm. So you know he was extra mad. <laughs> I'm gonna all fi- sorts of fucked up. Bro. <laughs> I'm gonna file this under hashtag. All no. right, whatever, whatever. No, no, no. What are the news? Come on, move on with the news. <laughs> hashtag no. Give me some more news. Facts. And one thing that actually surprised me, and it kind of, I found it kind of touching, but it basically confirms something else if you think about it. They're actually not going to recast Chadwick Boseman. They consider his performance essentially iconic, and it transcends the entire movie genre, which kind of confirms, in my opinion, that we're going to get either on a Koye or a Siri. In, no, Shiri, right? Not Siri. That's Apple. Okay. Uh, Shuri. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Very close. All right. All right. So they're going to get an Okoye or a Shuri in the suit, but then... I forgot whose statement I read this from. Um, they said that they're going to continue to explore the other characters in Wakanda. But honestly, I'm not that deep into Marvel. Has Wakanda ever even really been that fleshed out? Sort of, yeah. Like, and uh, it, they, they've been doing it more. I think uh, over the last few years, Tahesi, Tahesi, I think I'm pressing his name correctly, Coates, uh, uh, he's, he's an epic writer, uh, actually, on, on his own right, joined comic books and uh, joined Marvel, and he's been writing Black Panther. And he's been really, really exploring that world epically. Uh, That's but, awesome. Yeah, but I do think, you know, there's already plenty, plenty of stories from before to explore that are Black Panther centric <laughs> you know not All right. so much do, do you or do you not introduce Aurora monroe in wakanda Ooh. whoa i say yes nay or nay i say yay I say, Yo, that, I say that yay. would be really cool if they throw her in there and you don't without any announcement of x-men have oh. her be like the first Facts. thing you see like oh shit like damn Yo, all right, all right, all right. You just made you just made up for for, the, for that for that Reed Richards for the comic. Maker, facts for the, bro, yeah. the maker. You just Listen. gave me some feeling right now that was like, oh, this is that would be amazing, bro. That that that'd be incredible. Dude, I'm I legit, that. I legit think that all these fucking executive studio heads are listening to our show and they're doing all this shit. And because we're too broke to have any actual legal recourse, they're just taking our ideas and running with it. Perhaps, or Kevin Feige has phase five on his desk right now. He's like, okay, when fucking Elon Musk creates the technology that goes right into your brain, he's making films on that technology. He's planning shit on that level. And it's all leading to the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. (laughs) That's his crowning achievement. That's when he surpasses Lord Bezos in the power hierarchy. Like he'll step down after that. He'll be like, I've done 
my good in the world. I'm, I'm, I'm out. All right, peace. Get me ready. Fine. Yo, but I have a comment that might be a little. I don't think it's controversial. Fuck this. But we've talked about this before, actually. When <laughs> how do you decide that it's not going to be controversial? I just did. <laughs> Fuck. No, because we talked about this before in, in the episode when after we, you know, in our celebration and mourning of, of you know, Chadwick Boseman's life and mourning his, his passing in our episode, we, we talked a little bit about this. That Honestly, I don't think it's a good idea to not recast Black Panther. I don't think so. My argument is that, yes, we have to respect Chadwick Boseman, of course, but Black Panther and what Chadwick Boseman brought with Black Panther to the movies and to the culture goes beyond one person, you know, and we haven't had that kind of representation of black and African American culture on the screen to have such a strong leading role, such a strong character, a fucking King in a, in, in a super advanced world, Word. you know, like to, 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 we, this was the first time and the influence it had on the culture. It, it was incredible. I think, it's a disservice to the culture and the legacy of what he's created uh, to not recast Black Panther, you know, because one it's to, for example, we have amazing legacy characters like that. For example, imagine if like Michael Keaton would have passed away after Batman returns. What? No more Batman films. Of course not. We always recast Batman. We've recasted Spider-Man a bunch of times. We should do the same with Black Panther for one to keep showing those awesome stories that is there for the Black Panther to serve as good influence to the world uh, of what Black culture can be in African-American culture and African culture in period, this, you know, fake African, right? Because it's Wakanda. But you know what I mean? And and also to give a shot to another, like Chadwick Boseman isn't the only strong male, uh, you know, Black actor out there, you know? There's others. Let's give somebody else a, a shot. Denzel Washington, Black Panther. <laughs> nah, no, no. Has to be Wesley Snipes, or I'm not. We <laughs> already know Blade is coming back, and he's going to be played by somebody, help me, Cottonmouth from Luke Cage. Yeah, I forget. Yeah. Uh, Ma- Maharsha Ali, or something yes. like that. I, I, I no, can no. never pronounce his first name. I think is Maharshala Ali. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, so yeah. what, what I was going to say was I think that since you know the black panther is a cowled character i hope that we get to see his last stand or, or whatever like like it has to be played in, into the movie like why is he because since they're gonna obviously they're gonna they're not gonna recast they're gonna focus on wakanda so they gotta show his fate and, and that can be really cool like i don't know what they're gonna do to whatever but you know it could be something really really epic with deep like MCU ramifications. I guess, I guess, I guess. Exactly. I I, I will, I am willing to see what they do and what the story is, but I I don't know. I still do think like it's already happened in the MCU, right? Like we, we've already had Edward Norton and then Mark Ruffalo. All right. It's like nobody bats an eye. Like just, he's Bruce Banner. He's Hulk now. All right, let's move forward. You know, the same thing with War Machine, right? Like, all right, now he, Don Kittle. These guys didn't die though. No, I know, I know you're right, but 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 I feel, but I don't know. I think Black Panther is goes beyond that. Like in the influence that movie had, we gotta give another. And I agree, like that's a Washington or Wesley's nice would be dope. But I, I would say a young actor. I think somebody like Chadwick Boseman, you know, for example. No, like, yeah, I agree. I was just joking. Michael B. Jordan. 
it'd be amazing if they would bring him back, not as Black Panther, right? As Killmonger, you know, but like or him. And I was gonna say they could do this idea just came to me. They cl- they cloned Killmonger in order to cast Michael B. Jordan as Black Panther. Damn. Or just put him in that Cree shit they put Colson in his shield. Mm-hmm. Whatever There's they, they did they some, can do. some science fuckery to revive him. That was pretty cool though. Yeah. And tune in later for Miguel's uh review, because that series ended what, like eight seasons deep? Seven, seven, seven. seasons deep. Yeah. It ended in August, but uh, but I finally watched it all on Netflix. Uh, <laughs> but we'll I'll save it. I'll save it. Yeah, facts. We're gonna get a treatment on Agents of Shield. Hell yeah! From Miguel himself. <laughs> anyway, though, but like, I would love to hear what the fans think. Do you guys think it's a good idea to not recast him? Do you think you would rather give it a shot to somebody else and then just seamlessly weave him into the movies? You know, like nobody, you know, everybody just assume it's a it's the same person. Uh, we would love to hear what you guys think, you know. Yeah, so essentially, because according to Miguel, uh, not recasting Black Panther is akin to oppression. It's racism. We're all seeing racism played out in action right now. That's what we're seeing. I concur. <laughs> um, Yo, gentlemen, <laughs> I apologize in advance. But there's una bachata playing. Damn. Did you hear that shit? Yo, what? Ha- did you just hit play? Like, what? Well, it wasn't there a minute ago. <laughs> Bro, that's a restaurant right underneath me. Can you close your window or no? That shit is closed. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to pop in and out. Wait, I think it's going away. Yeah. Oh, thank God. I thought it was the restaurant. I'm like, damn, this is going to go on all night. Okay, for the fans, Dominicans have an an insatiable uh, desire to party. And we can go for hours and hours and hours. We fucking love celebrating stuff. Noise pollution but to yes. the max. All right. So, and um, keeping it on the same tone of yeah. um, African-American greatness and comic yeah. books, there is also an Ironheart show coming. And for those of you who don't know out there, Ironheart is essentially based on inventor and gifted genius, Riri Williams, who basically invents the... Second most advanced suit of armor ever, aside from Tony Stark's armor. Or even it might be more advanced. I'm not sure, considering the fact that she's so young and has so much time to make upgrades to nah, it. So potentially now you I don't care what she has access to. Remember, Tony Stark made his suit in a cave with a bunch of rocks. With shrapnel in his heart. Word. Uh, <laughs> but you know where she made hers? In the hood. Exactly. exactly. I actually don't think she lived in the hood. Actually, I think I think she lived like in suburbs, Chicago. Actually, I'm not really sure, but like, but exactly, it was. It, but it was done in a garage. You know, like, <laughs> I just caught, I just caught that subtle. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, yes. So they announced that they're making the Ironheart show. And and I think they've been rumors about that for a minute. You know, I'm actually excited. I, I want to see how they do it. You know, uh, I've read some of I've never read her individual books. I read Ironheart. Well, I read when she, she was the lead in the Iron Man sh- book for, for a while when I think Iron Man was presumed dead <laughs> as every superhero goes through every once in a while. Uh, and and. And then, and then, especially in the champions, I really enjoyed that book that had you know Miles Morales, Miss Marvel, uh, uh, Vision's daughter, uh, uh, and Nova, 
I, I really like it. So it's it'd be cool to see. Her. She's gonna be played by a, a young, I think, up and coming actress named uh, Dominique Thorne. Uh, it, it, apparently, she came out in a movie called If Beale Street Could Talk. I saw that movie. It was a very, very impressive movie. It's a very good movie, um, which is made. I think it's it was it a James Walt Baldwin book, I think, or something like that. I, I'll double check that. But anyway, but 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 she was amazing in it. So it'll be good to see. You know, I'm excited. It'll be a good show. Yeah, me too. I'm definitely, I'm definitely looking forward to watching that series because I never got to read the Ironheart books, but I saw a few of the covers and I do love the suit. It's original, it's her own, and I can't wait to actually see how it all plays out. Um, and maybe who knows? Cause I kind of see a tie-in just uh just um breach gaps. I see a tie-in from this show and the armor wars with Don Cheadle. And just a side note, it's obviously great to see original African-American characters taking the spotlight in comics. It's about damn time. But anyway, for some reason, I see her building the suit and then the whole Armor Wars thing with Don Cheadle as War Machine, um, which Miguel did a great post on our profile, which it it basically tells the fans that the actual Armor Wars has to do with... um, what would happen if Tony Stark's technology falls into the wrong hands and he is the central piece of the story, but in the series, that's going to be switched out and I'm sure it's going to be done in a clever way to Don Cheadle in the War Machine suit. But I definitely see a connection happening between those two shows. I see her being part of the Armor Wars. Damn, that's a... Oh, shit, that's a great point. I didn't even think about that. You're right. There's totally a good way to how that's all kind of connect. And I'm sure... Riri Williams Ironheart is going to be in the Armor Wars show in some capacity. It has to. That'll be dope. Yeah, I mean, because let's be honest. Even though um, Tony Stark is known for being a bit of a hoarder with his technology, and you can't blame him because essentially he invented a new version of the nuclear bomb in his suit, which I'm sure that's been called that at some point in the comics or the um or another. Um, but he gave the war machine suit to Colonel Rhodes. It's not like Rhodey is like an inventor or, you know, like some super tech savvy genius of some sort. So I foresee him not being able to go to Tony because he's dead, but because Riri made her own suit, who's going to help Rhodey fix the war machine suit? Yeah. And just a quick side note, uh, Tony Stark didn't give uh, Rhodey the suit. Remember, Rhodey took it after Tony Stark was acting a fool. Yeah, and like I was thinking, with the armor. Yeah, I was thinking about the comics, my bad, because I think he gave him a suit as per canon, right? I mean, like, he, he. I actually don't know if in the comics it was something. But I mean, we're talking about the armor actually. wars, the show. So you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be based yeah, off yeah, of yeah, Iron yeah. Man too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he, so, so he just bad. took it, and then that's when the uh, Justin Hammer put all the all those fancy shit on it. Mm-hmm. What was it? The what was the Iron Patriot? The, the, Iron not, Patriot. the, the most epic. Like missile, the the ex-wife or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. I call it the ex-wife, <laughs> and it didn't do shit. Like, didn't he launch it at at the 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 fucking the lasso dude? Shit, the crimson whiplash, whiplash, no, whip whiplash. Yeah. But didn't at one point Tony kind of tell Rody like, "Hey, keep it." You know I mean, I, mean? I like, guess after after he already damn. took it, he was like, ah, you can have it, bro. Stop hating, yo. <laughs> Jesus, Christ. I ain't give him shit. He took that. 
<laughs> Yo, and side comment, just a shout out, because we mentioned this before. So also just we mentioned some who's one of the most prolific fucking creators of contemporary comic book uh, 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 right now history is Brian Michael Bendis. And he Ooh. created Ironheart Riri Williams. So motherfucker's getting a show with his character he created he's fucking doing all right he created miles morales yeah he was ahead of the curve he he was woke before like the industry got woke (laughs) facts facts he was like he definitely saw what was ahead what was ahead and what was due he saw what was due also i'm just waiting for a miles morales casting for uh spider-man Woo! 3 because they're throwing any, everything but the kitchen sink at that movie i think oh man i get they gotta they gotta throw them it's gonna be will smith that smells morales damn the age <laughs> technology what was that nah. movie he made did he, he made some shit where he was um, yeah, himself. uh gemini man gemini Gem- man i didn't see I that was, shit i was gonna say equipment but that's the outcast album <laughs> what equipment or some shit like that like the first outcast album i think um, <laughs> I, I got. We gotta fact check that. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. They made they made some album called like Equimini, Equimini Gemini, some crazy shit like that. Um, podcast. Moving forward, yeah, we um, <laughs> we got a new trailer for One Division. At this point, it's almost like, damn, just give us the show. Which kind of shows? Like, was this the only show that's been like in like real, real production out of all of them? Because I feel like this is the one that we've gotten the most footage from. Uh, rumor has it, as per uh, Fat Man Beyond, which is a, a podcast that I enjoy listening to with Kevin Smith. Oh, hey, Kevin Smith. Yes, Kevin Smith is the man. Shout out to Kevin Smith. We should tweet him. He, he's like kind with his tweets. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, January 15th is the launch date for WandaVision. Holy shit. I can't wait. It's a, mo- like a, it's a month away, give or take, right? Yeah. And I can't wait to get me some Paul Bettany vision. I need some more of that because I've always, like in all the movies I've seen him, like in small little obscure roles, I've always liked that actor and I've always felt like he deserves something big. And when I saw that he got casted vision, dude, I was genuinely happy. Like, you know what? He deserves it. And yeah, I can't wait to just to get more of him as vision. Yeah. And, and with the trailer, like, I don't think we got that much new things from the first trailer you know it's still an epic trailer i'm excited exactly the same way to see paul bettany back as vision uh but the trailer basically was about the same as the first one they they just kind of showed a little bit more things of like wanda using her powers and they and wanda realizing that something is weird you know that's going on with the reality uh but but yeah i can't wait you know that this is going to be a very very fun show and i think it's going to set the standard because it's going to be the first show to come out and it's going to set the standard for all the Disney plus MCU stuff and seeing how that connects to the Doctor Strange movie, right? Because she's going to be in the Doctor Strange movie. So, oh shit, I have a feeling this is going to set it up or something. Yep, she might be the epicenter of the, the cosmic reality sh- shattering, uh, you know, scenario that, that brings, you know, all these different elements, like, you know, bringing characters from the future into the present, uh, the time warp. Because remember, the Multiverse of Madness, which is going to come on the heels of WandaVision, is directed by Sam Raimi. And and there's, like, rumors that, you know, the, the Tobey Maguire entering Spider-Man 3 rumors are tied to chaos magic, whatever. I don't know. It sounds like cool rumors. 
you know, it's basically like uh, like Marvel's Flash, right? Flash is always doing some fuck shit that that <laughs> rewrites reality, and I think she's that that element in the MCU, probably. Hashtag fuck shit. <laughs> and actually, from some fun thing, if you guys want, if listeners out there, if you Google like Doctor Strange two, and then on the Google you click cast because it'll pop up. For whatever reason, Google tells you that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are gonna be in Doctor Strange too. We, I, I you know, that must be a glitch Yo. or something. But I don't know, man. Like you know, Rogers brought up the pen of Sam Raimi, right? So I don't know, man. Okay, I mean, all right. Occam's Razor: Simple things are true. Is what's more likely that Google's making a mistake in the cast of this movie, or that they're actually in the movie? I want to. I want uh, Sam Raimi to get a movie Mulligan, just like Brian Singer got in Days of Future Past, where the 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 shit show of X three. And I refer to my uh, discussion about this in uh, LOZ Apocalypse. But yeah, Brian Singer came back and kind of fixed some shit. If you have Sam Raimi kind of come back and fix some of the little things that went wrong with his Spider Man trilogy, and, and using Doctor Strange as a vehicle to do that. Oh my God. I don't know. I'm stoked. And we got a lot of news. Like this episode is going to go a little longer than usual. Cause we just got, this could have been an episode in and of itself. It was like, it was like a, a Marvel <laughs> fandom level. Oh yeah. Fans. I feel like we should have kind of mentioned this in the beginning. We're doing a giant size issue as poor comic book canon. This is our first fat sized. And yeah. So at this point, Guys, we still got a lot more to go. So, <laughs> right, because obviously this is the season finale, right? If people, you know, you've been listening to us, we appreciate you all following with us uh, for a, a a full season, twenty four episodes, and, and we were we have we have things we wanted to do for the season finale, but then Marvel went ahead and did this and gave us Christmas early. So it's like I think this is one better way to end. Great, you know, great the, way to put it. Right? Come on, they gave us a Christmas gift early, man. So in other words, it was like a holiday special. Oh, maybe Festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> Facts. Jesus Christ, so much news, so much good news. <laughs> and this being the finale, someone might die. Oh. So no promises. Stay tuned. No promises. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned, but you have to you have to listen to the first episode of season two to figure out what happened. Actually, did they really die or not, and how did they come back? Exactly, it's all quantum. Chess might be a zombie for next season. We don't know. Quantum stuff. Quantum stuff. Hmm. Quantum mania, perhaps. Ooh, quantum mania indeed. That is gonna be the the the, the trilogy maker for the Ant Man series. You know, part three. It's uh Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, and you know uh, you're gonna have Hank Pym and and Michelle Pfeiffer's coming back. But anyway, we've talked your ear off enough. Basically, Marvel broke the internet last night quietly. They they unleashed it. They gotta organize this shit next. I don't know. I feel like maybe it'll get enough press this time around that people are going to be like, yo, this has to be an event in and of itself, like a Star Wars day. Make it a weekend. Exactly. Make that shit a fucking weekend, like fandom. But yes, 
No, exactly. Like, why didn't they want to like make a, I, a part of me feels like, cause they, I don't know. Cause they feel like we don't need to do it. Yeah. That. We good. True. <laughs> That's it. They shit gold. And it's true, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I feel like all this sudden drop got more attention than all of DC fandom, which was planned and advertised and shit. Damn. I, I kind of got to agree with you on that. <laughs> Word, man. Like, For sure. <laughs> Kevin Feige, but, and it was only Kevin Feige. He didn't need all these people popping in and out and special guests. No, 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 no. Just Kevin Feige with a with a cap and a stern look in his eye. <laughs> dropping information. Yo, yo, props. He's he's like Bezos, like level, low key. I don't know, man. Big props to him for crafting. Imagine the, the amount of work this man has. Like, Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Good, good. Get him the word. Word warm <laughs> for us. And, and yep. to be honest, it's almost kind of like I'm glad that Disney's so immune because you know what? When you look at the quality of the work and the fucking intricacy and the dedication to actually being thorough, well fucking deserved, man. It's deserved more than what DC gets, in my opinion. And I'm a DC. I agree. I agree. Guys, I want to talk about season one. Let's do a little wrap up. Let's have a powwow. And let's, let's reflect on our first season and like whoever's still listening to this point we love you we appreciate you you're a great person remember that you are the reason we do this remember every morning that you wake up and you look at yourself in the mirror you are beautiful you're smart you're intelligent you're beautiful you're handsome you're funny that's right and we love you and you have kept us alive you know we we started this in the throes of the pandemic we were at our wits end and we were like, fuck it. Let's finally do this podcast. And, and we're 24 episodes deep. I'm so glad it wrapped up at 24. Any other number would bother me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because that's essentially straight numerology. <laughs> and guys, yeah, like for the fans out there, for those of you who have listened to every single episode all the way from the first one, we started this shit in July. No experience in this field. Like, you know what I mean? We've never done any type of podcast, anything like this. We learned a lot of learning curves, overcame a lot of dips as far as trying to do first things. And it's been fucking worth it, in my opinion. Hell yeah. And just for the fans, just to be sure, July 12th is the day our first episode went out. We started recording this about a month or two months, a month and a half before or something. But July 12th was the day of the first episode. And we're proud to say that since then, every week, you've gotten a new Legion on Zoom. All right. And we're going to keep that up for season two after a, a short break. That's right. I reluctantly yielded to this short break, but it makes sense, though. Like It makes sense just to like, you know, like t- take a, a, a breather and come back, you know, take the lessons you learned from the previous round and, you know, work them out in the second round. Facts. And we're actually recording this episode. And I'm only saying this, even though we usually don't say this, we're recording this on December 11th because we're recording this a day before our five month anniversary. Five month anniversary. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is pretty interesting. I feel like like that was a little bit gay. Hey, there's nothing wrong with being gay. Anything like that. No, 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 there isn't. There isn't. I'm just saying that. (laughs) That term. Come on. 
I was I'm honestly, saying, I was expecting a bigger reaction, but you know, I did both, of you. both Rod and I were like, all right, great. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not, is that even a big anniversary? Five months? I don't know. Like, it's like maybe the six month one, no? Like when it's like half a year, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you're, you're no. that creepy girlfriend right now. Yeah, fine. Yeah, a little bit. Stage big seven eyeballs. clinger. Stage seven clinger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But oh. yeah, in my opinion, one of the coolest things that has blown my mind is for all the people out there who are part of our legion, you guys are sharing us with about seven other countries. It sounds Bro, dirty. No. We're all being <laughs> sharing us with different countries. Like we're fucking. Yo, we're open minded, man. It's being trafficked around the world and making. Yo, it's love. 2020. What's up with your conservative? Midwestern, like, what's going on with you, bro? Bro, Trump 2024. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. Gabbard, Gabbard 2024. Don't, don't assault me. <laughs> Jesus. No, no, but no, I want to mention. Do not represent those of the Legion on Zoom or any of the <laughs> No, no, no. We got we to gotta put like a legit <laughs> little disclaimers. Mad quick, too. It caused death, bleeding, hemorrhage, dying, heart attack, stroke. <laughs> No, but I want to clarify, just like, no, bro, we, in the course, since we started in July, at least people from 14 different countries have listened to our show. Some countries have stayed listening <laughs> over time and some others have not, you know, but we're happy to say that I think that at least actually within the top five, the top five countries over, um, you know, this whole period have been uh, uh, the United States, of course, USA, USA. Uh, India, surprisingly, is number two. Mexico, you know, me, me, me patria, that's my home. So we got we got Mexico and we got Dominican Republic coming in on number four. Shout out to DR. Yeah. Hola, gente. And then the last one, the fifth one, but not the last one, but at least the fifth number on, on number five is Canada. So, all right, all right. Bunch of nice people out there with a very handsome prime minister. Word. And Tim Hortons donuts. Mm-hmm. Facts. Facts, yo. Trudeau and Tim Hortons. But yeah, guys, we did it. Jeez, like, dude, think about it. We've done this shit 24 times out of nowhere. We literally just decided to fucking start a podcast and we did it. Yeah, it takes commitment, especially if you're like, you know, it's more than one person, right? It's hard enough with two people and coordinating three people is even more of a challenge. Kind of like a, like a band, right? Totally. Like, just thinking back, it, it's been like a lot of laughs, you know, listening to our stupid comments, you know, come right back at us when we listen to our own podcasts. Um, my favorite uh, episode that we recorded was the Fandom one, because I was really looking forward to that event, because as I said in the very first episode, DC is life. And we got, you know, the my favorite moments of the year was the fucking finally Batman trailer, Zack yes. Snyder's Justice League trailer, yes, which we got. We know. Like we, and I mentioned before they released a, a, a slightly different version uh, a few weeks ago. But yeah, it's been a, a wild ride, gentlemen. A lot of laughs. Wouldn't have it any other way. Would not have it any other way. My favorite episode has been every single one because I love you guys. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> fuck the both of you. I hate you. <laughs> yeah, bro. S- some episodes were okay. <laughs> Come yeah. on. Was, oh, there, there is a lost episode. If you're like a hardcore LOZ fan, we're going to hide that shit in the internet somewhere. Facts. <laughs> we're going to leave Facts. a code. I don't know. Maybe it'll be available for a limited time on Instagram. I don't know. Facebook. I don't know, man. Keep looking. 
We're going to start a Patreon and charge $1,000 for that one episode. So I do. <laughs> yes, I like that idea. We, we should start figuring out how to make money in season two. Because we're, we're making zero money right now, fans. All right. We're making zero money. Uh, if you want to give us money, email us, message us on Instagram. We'll let you know bank accounts and shit. And we will exactly. be live streaming our beautiful faces next season. When? Who knows? Mm-hmm. But we're going to try it. We're going to try We're going to try it. We have plans. We have plans, people. We have plans for season two. We're going to make it bigger and better, man. Fuck yeah. But like, yes, just to show the dedication that we have, there is one last episode there. One day we recorded an episode that was trash. <laughs> or, or, or more trash than the usual trash. <laughs> what? Shut up. Our episodes aren't trash, bro. Facts. Facts. Come on. Yo, show some love to yourself. Come on. You got to be able to make fun of yourself. Fuck that. We spit hot fucking fire on this mic in the streets yeah man but no but like i i love you and we stopped and we're like fuck that let's just start again and, and then and then it led to a great episode afterwards i don't remember which oh the one, spider verse great one the spider verse oh, oh that's you your treatment I'm sorry yeah that's you <laughs> refer to that episode for my treatment okay so <laughs> be, this being the season finale and also the end of 2020 the year that rocked the human race more so than any other single year you know it I don't know. In modern history, I don't know. You guys can maybe, or maybe when they dropped the, the the bomb on uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, I don't know. It's has nation of JFK. Anyways, COVID, wild year. You know, it changed the way people go to the movies. It changed the way people go to work or not go to work. Uh, it, it made us socially distance. Because, you know, part of the reason why we started this podcast was because I wanted to talk to you gentlemen. Like, we weren't even, like, hanging out anymore because we all had to be afraid in the beginning, yeah. right? It was like, oh, people are dying. You must shelter. Yeah, man, I completely agree. I feel like the year 2020 AD, Anno Domini, in the year of our Lord, has been one of the craziest 365 days that I think I have lived in my entire life. I've never been in my house for three months in a row d- due to no fault of my own. Uh, I've like I've never learned so many different skills as far as this project goes at once. Uh, I've never felt visceral, like a visceral resentment for an elected official before either. <laughs> so it was a lot of firsts in one year. It was oh, yeah. definitely so, a lot of firsts. There were also good things this year. And I want to break down the best of 2020. Yes. How are we starting first? What's the first on the agenda? What's the first LOZ award going to be nominated or the first uh, awardee? Well, hmm. I think we have on the list, we have for first best game of okay. 2020. Uh, we have the, the stuff that we've this. So is it best game that we played, best game that we discussed? What, what mm, I want to say of 2020. We should probably keep it in the year. So I did not play any 2020 game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm out of this. this. Wait, Thanks wait, for your wait. contribution. All right. <laughs> From, by default, the Avengers is my pick. For the best game of 2020. Oh my god! By default, Fuck bro. You. That's crazy. <laughs> nah, you'd rather not vote, dude. <laughs> that like, oh my shit. Facts. Be a conscientious objector. I hope I used that correctly. <laughs> Obviously, I have to go with Miles Morales, Spider Man. Like that's it. Like that. That's the best game of 2020, without a and doubt. And 
I am trying to look up my opinion for game of the year. Give me one second here. I want to see when it came out. Because if I say this, it'll be pretty cool. Which I think, <laughs> let me see. I'm just killing time right now. I'm going to go with Doom Eternal. Oh. And because of the frugal, stoic, consumer of goods that I am, I got it on sale for 20 bucks. Just want to put that out there. <laughs> Yeah, so the game freaking blew my mind. It's one of the OG video games. The original Doom came out a long-ass fucking time ago. Um, and me being... Well, I consider myself a gamer. Um, I've been for life. And I felt like I always kind of missed this rite of passage to play Doom. And there was no way I was going to play that crazy 8-bit or 16-bit shit from back in the day or 32-bit, whatever the hell it was. Um, but I... I knew of Doom Eternal. Um, I believe they had an episode on the JRE podcast about it. And I, I've even watched documentaries about this game, about like the making, the origins. So I finally decided to get it on sale. And wow, I get it. It's essentially, it's a first person kill all aliens. Like you work out your stress off on this game. It's, it's amazing. Wait, is it kill aliens or is it kill demons? Both. It's alien demons oh damn yeah i don't really know much about doom i i i played like the first one basically back in the day and that's it but awesome cool it's a movie right with the rock no oh word no i think that's dune no oh yeah they did make a do oh shit i gotta watch that isn't it with the rock I think I think you're all right we gotta gotta look i'm on it right now i'm on it i'm on it i'm on it i'm double checking this shit and if it's not it should be they should just redo it with. By the way, um, talking about the Rock and the fact that Miguel is Mexican, have you tried his Terramana tequila? His what tequila? His Terramana tequila. That's his brand. Oh no, I I I I did not know he had tequila. I will definitely uh then check it out. Actually, Jesus Christ, the the Doom movie had yes, you're right, the Rock, but it also had our good boy from the boys, Carl Urban, yes. in it. Woo! Let's Perfect go. segue to the next award. The <laughs> yes. best show of 2020, hands down, is The Boys Season 2. Them boys. Yeah, I think I have to go with The Boys too. What other runner-ups, what other contenders do we have for 2020? Um, I don't know if, if Titans Season 2. Oh, wait, 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 bro, no. bro, no. Whatever. No. No. Whenever I it came out, no. Watching that no. show and I enjoy no. it. No. Right? And I won't be persecuted for what I like. <laughs> not by you, not by the internet. Rock, Wait, somebody God knows who he is. <laughs> yeah, no. A best show has to be The Voice. Yeah. The voice. Yeah, hands down, it has to be The Voice, like without a question. Like, I don't even think there's like, wow, that's crazy. Now, here's one where we may deviate because, like, we all listen to probably different podcasts ourselves, right? Like, I don't know if you guys, what, what, what do you guys have as your pick for the best podcast of 2020? Wait, you don't only listen to us? Then what the hell, dude? Come on. Yeah, word. I mean, <laughs> imagine. Shouldn't we just answer us and keep it moving? Like, uh, no. That's a good point. So exactly, I think we all listen to different podcasts. I would say for myself, my top podcast. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna have two, 
two options to, for do a shout out. One, like the my favorite podcast is Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. That's my favorite fucking podcast. Conan O'Brien is fucking hilarious. And it's a deep, uh, it's him interviewing basically just some funny ass people in a very different way than he does in his talk show. It's much more relaxed and it's just fucking hilarious and goes deep into comedy. Uh, 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 and, and that's a great podcast. That's definitely my go-to to like chill and, and like just have a fucking laugh. Well, for me, I'm kind of stuck between two. Uh, for me, it would either be the Joe Rogan experience, JRE, or Hill Joe Rogan. Shout outs to Joe Rogan. Or Two Bears, One Cave with Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer. I love the name of that podcast. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, It's with, uh, yeah, like I said, Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer, two stand-up comedians who are friends of Joe Rogan. And Jesus, I have laughed with that podcast. (laughs) Cool. I got to check it out. I'm going to go with what I already mentioned. I'm going to go with Fat Man Beyond, formerly Fat Man on Batman by Kevin. And, and, you know, he's... Kevin Smith to me is like the most popular fanboy, you know, like you have Kevin Smith and you have like, you know, I don't know, other major fanboys, maybe James Gunn or guys like that. Um, Will Wheaton maybe. Yeah. These guys, but yeah, Kevin Smith, I just love the passion that he, you know, the way he speaks about comic books and his love for comic books. And, and he's even had some impressive Batman runs that he doesn't really talk about on the show. But essentially, a lot of the inspiration that I brought to the way I approached our podcast here was like a lot of it was pulled from, you know, Kevin Smith and the way he does things because, you know, he's the man. Yeah, essentially, it's like if in like if we're in like comic book podcast Asgard. And by the way, there's a lot of comic book podcasts out there is a whole niche field um, because we all love the genre. He's like our Odin. Yo, word, word. And that was a good point you made, right? Exactly about like saying how that was a podcast that influenced you. Yeah. And I wonder, like, I, I'm pretty sure the podcast that we listen to the most influences us to a degree of how we have come to this, you know, show. Because I, for me also, like, I think some of the stuff from Conan's podcast gives me an idea of the kind of show, right? That, you know, I want to listen to. And so then this is the kind of show that I want to make, you know? And I think that's the cool thing about the three of us, you know, combining the, the different things we want out of a show and then keeping it focused to comic books, no? And and then with what, what Chess say that said, I, I'd love just to mention to the people, because I remember when we were starting the podcast, we were like, you know, how many comic book podcasts are out there? Like, ah, just probably not a lot. And I think we have found like, a couple and we're like oh, okay cool there's space for us but now i think now that we're more in it i'm like oh there's a fucking ton of comic book podcasts out there so if you are out there listening choosing to listen to us first you know because you can listen to all of us you can listen to the, there's love to go around there's plenty enough of hours in the day but if you're prioritizing us thank you even if you're not prioritizing us even if you're adding us as your fifth podcast listen we appreciate you thank you very much facts we appreciate every single second i don't care if you break our episodes down by 10 minute segments we appreciate every single iota of time that you give us right or, or if you put us at two times the speed which gives us a high-pitched uh, sound i've never done oh that with God. podcasts but people do it with like audible and shit like that but since we are in fact a comic book podcast best comic book and I think we may be no 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 no. Actually, I'll, I'll step back. I don't think we will be unanimous on this one, but there's a chance. 
Go. Three Jokers. Three Jokers. Oh. <laughs> He's going to say fucking X of Swords. <laughs> no, no, no. I wouldn't do. I, I would say Three Jokers was better than X of Swords. But, Ooh. like, I'm thinking the whole House of X stuff was last year, summer, right? Mm-hmm. Like the House of X and Powers of Ten. And also, you got me thinking, Miguel, about the characterization of Jason Todd by Jeff Johns. You are mm-hmm. correct. That is a flaw. Uh, if if the book has one, that would be one. I got to, I got to thinking about that comment afterwards. I'm like, word, right? Like, come on, that was the one thing that felt off, you know? Because and I had just started this year reading uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws, uh, which was pretty cool. Like, it's a pretty and I think characterized Jason Todd in a very cool way that I felt went with the with his history and then all of a sudden we got jeff johns and like this weak ass jason todd like crying and trying to make out with barbara and like it was a little weird this is a little weird for the fans out there rod thank you so much for what you just said because you guys need to put that into perspective so rod just said that after we stopped recording right so when the show finished he genuinely took time out of his life to think about the characterization of Jason Todd <laughs> in Three Jokers. Yo, this shit matters. <laughs> COVID, <laughs> the elections. No, <laughs> best comic book, <laughs> Three Jokers. This goes to show, fans, after we hit the record button to stop on Zoom, we don't stop this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, this, this is us. The Zoom <laughs> and up continues. Air. Thank you so much for mentioning that because I think people needed to hear that shit right there. And it would have slid by without them noticing how deep that actually was. Next I'm actually, I'm, I'm, No, wait, 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 wait. I didn't say the comic book. Oh, shit, comic I'm book. sorry, dude. I'm just rushing. Yo, I legit, like, I'm, like, looking at the comics that I bought, like, this year. Smart you move. Know? I was thinking about the same thing. Uh, I, I didn't read much outside of Sandman, which is old shit. Uh, the New Adventures of Batman, which is a spinoff of the animated series, which is like one of those, it's like this new way that they release comic books now. It's like digital shorts. So it's like a, like a, a third of a comic book weekly or a fourth of a comic book weekly. Oh. And, they, you know, they're trying to just change the way they deliver content, seeing what, what works with the audience. Because we all like know, I don't know, I, I don't want to, you know, be the bearer of bad news, but I feel like paper comics are is on the outs. Like sure, within the next out. within the next decade, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. I hope Midtown Comics is still thriving and still opening locations and still running locations, even in spite of the quarantine. So shout out to Midtown Comics. If anybody from Midtown Comics is listening, hit us up. Hell yeah. We would love to record a show in your store. Word. Or interview you. Or, yeah, anyone. Mm-hmm. We'll interview literally anyone from your <laughs> staff. Like, 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 if you hire someone to run the cash register just so we can interview them, let us know. You know what, guys? I think I'm going to go with, yeah, Batman 3 Jokers. I'm, I'm, I want to be yes. about solidarity here. Yeah. yeah. Ten of Swords was a big event. <laughs> Loved reading it all, but it's not, I don't know, like to, to call it the best. And it's across different comic books, across different writers and artists. Like, nah, 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 nah. We got to focus on the one book, one creative team. It had to be Batman 3 Jokers for this year. Thank I will you say, for I will, not I, fucking it up. I will just say close second, though, with something that we haven't talked about this before, but this is, I'm surprised. I've been reading Strange Adventures 
uh, by Tom King, Mitch Gerards of the of the Mr. Miracle fame, and then you have Doc Shainer uh, as well as an artist, another artist on the book. It, it's a good book. It hasn't. It, it's like still like halfway through it, so it hasn't ended. So like I gotta wait till it ends to say how good it is. But that's a runner up for another really one of the best books of the year. Nice. But yeah, thank you very much for not screwing up. You know, like the whole thing that we were trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> and moving on further, this one's going to be a bit of a not unanimous, I think. Best movie. Damn. Okay. What? Damn, what, what movies did, came out? Did any any Marvel movie? Spider-Man was 2020? Nope. No, last, that last year. Oh, shit. 2019. We got New Mutants this year. We got oh that movie you guys were gushing over with uh um god damn it that beautiful old guard South African woman what is it was her face the old guard uh, uh eh old, old guard, guard. right right Char- Charlize Theron Charlize Theron right mm-hmm. all right best movie that. I guess I'll go first best movie of 2020 is Wonder Woman 1984 and I know it has <laughs> come out yet what what I, I understand you're distraught about my choice, but <laughs> in this post-COVID world of like despair and delay, <laughs> the, the fact that we're getting uh, that movie this year and on Christmas for me, and you know, this is not, this is not my DC bias speaking. This is me speaking truthfully. <laughs> All right. Wonder Woman and Sandy Four is the best movie of the year. Yo, bro, I'm just glad you didn't pick Apocalypse War, that fucking terrible Justice League dark movie. I'm just glad I'll take whatever else you say, man. Damn, animated movie. That's, that counts too. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Change, change, change. It's that one. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Fuck it. You can't. You Yo, can't. That's I like how you know me more than I know myself. That's the second time. <laughs> Same thing happened last episode. <laughs> Yo, bro, I got you, bro. Come nah, on, you're right. Man. You're right. I love that shit. Oh, my God. I was just telling one of my close friends, uh, Steven. I don't know if he listens to this shit, but shout out to Steven. I was telling him how much I freaking loved that movie, how emotionally invested I was in Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. I, I fucking recommend it to everybody. Yeah, man. Once again, I cried during that shit. Like, yeah, it was pretty epic. But... On the heels, just on like on originality, I'm gonna go with the old guard. Just because it was good, and to be honest, I want something like I don't know why they haven't taken a stab at this, but this kind of even arose the itch for it to the point that I'm gonna see if I could find it on one of the streaming services. I wanna start watching Highlander again from scratch. The old guard takes it for me. It's original. It reminded me of something like really cool that should have been remade by now. Yeah, the old guard for me takes it. It was a really good movie. All right. So I agree. Old guard was a great movie. So just quick question to clarify for this. So are these, are we saying best, we're saying best comic book movies, right? Of 2020. Is that what we're saying? Or we're saying just best movies overall? Best movie. Uh, that's what, That's the way I thought of it. And I only watch comic book movies, so essentially it's best comic book movie. <laughs> All right, so then because there's not, there hasn't been a lot of movies come that came out this year. So if I have to pick comic book type movie, I'm gonna go with Chez Old Guard. I think Old Guard was definitely the best comic book movie this year that came out. Uh, 
because literally right now as we were talking, I've been Googling like what movies came out this year. And I think from from what I remember seeing, besides that non-Kanibug movie, I think for me the best movie of this year actually was the movie called The King of Staten Island. It's a comedy film uh, by what? Judd Apatow, you know, classic Judd Apatow that does all the comic, uh, uh, great comedy movies. Uh, but it was like, I think, written and, 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 and starred uh, Pete Davidson, who fucking find him hilarious. He's a fucking hilarious comic. He's on Saturday Night Live. He's actually coming out. Oh, actually, this connects. It's, he's going to be in Suicide Squad in, in the James Gunn movie. Uh, and so this was a very, very good comedy. It's kind of like a little bit of an autobiographical movie about because his, his father was a fireman that died. And, and just he grew up in Staten Island. You know, for those of you who are from New York or get New York, you know, Staten Island has its own attitude, <laughs> its own way of being. And it's a very, very funny movie. Oh, and it has Bill Burr in the movie, too, who comes out in the Mandalorian show. So there's some comic stuff related. Shout out to Bill Burr. Shout out to Bill Burr, amazing stand-up comedian. And you know what's funny? I actually just finished watching episode, what was it, 15 of the Mandalorian, which, which is where he came back to the series. That dude can act. Wait, wait, wait. That was today's episode? Don't tell me anything, dude. Shit. It's the and second Jesus. spoiler today. Jesus Christ. Jesus. I'm, an, I'm an agent of chaos. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I want to see that movie. Is that streaming? I, li- I like Judd Apatow movies. You, you, I, I rented it online. I don't think it's like, it's not for free. You can just rent it for like four bucks probably now or something. Oh, because the other thing I forgot, that's big comic book. And for me, that's probably why I loved it. Because it's like in the back of my mind subconsciously is that Pete Davidson's mom in the movie is none other than Marissa Tomei. Best known for Aunt May. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's her best known role? Wasn't it like My Cousin Vinny or some shit like that? Nope. Best known for Aunt May. <laughs> First of all, she's best known for being a timeless beauty. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Marissa Tomei, if you no, I think that's your. I think that's your, your title, bro. Oh, Thank you. You're I welcome. Yes, but watch the movie. Pete, uh, the King of Satin Line. Highly recommended. Eh. Jesus. All right, and finally, <laughs> finally, finally, the last award, the best thing of 2020, yeah. and I'm gonna say it's this podcast, because you know otherwise we wouldn't be having a stupid conversation about what is the best thing of 2020. It's given <laughs> us a venue to talk nothing but comics. Um, you know, and it also kind of brought me a little bit back, you know, like with all, you know, being busy in this crazy world and shit, you kind of got to stay grounded to the things that make you feel comfortable, make you feel engaged, uh, make you feel like things are somewhat normal in these unusual times. Comic books. We love them. And we love you. Oh, bro. I want to give you a hug right now. That's done. Felt that. I felt that. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) Fuck all that shit. So earlier when I said that every episode is my favorite because I love you guys, I get shit on. That's right. All right, fine. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, you were too clingy. No, nah, no, nah, the best thing. All right, all right, all right, be serious. The best thing. All right. No, no, no. Honestly, I'm not. I'm not a riff off of that. I was actually kind of feeling the same way when thinking about just best thing. I do would think the best thing of 2020 has been definitely this podcast. I do what you were saying exactly. It's all true, right? Because I do one big thing. I think for the for the fan goers out there is like we we all have fucking jobs and shit. <laughs> we have a life and whatnot and. 
and 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 we've all suffered because of the pandemic in all in different ways. You know, we've all been lucky for the most part to be like you know employed, you know, and like not go without too much, you know. So we've been lucky with that, but. But obviously not. We, we we haven't all been able to see each other, you know, not as often as, as we used to before, you know. So it's great. He have had this and have had this be some kind of um like that, like exactly some escape from 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 the fucking pandemic and uh, uh work as well. And then just everything, you know, so it's been good. That, that it's, it's just been fun, fellas. I love all you guys. This yeah. Is, and and also, what was the last movie that we saw? Was it what? Endgame that we all went I think so. And, and then, like, you know, this year may or may not have broken the, the, the theater industry, especially with Warner Brothers saying that they're going to release a whole bunch of, you know, hot movies like th- that, that would have otherwise been theatrically released. Like Wonder Woman. Like, I think that shit is fucking cool. Although I'm not, I do want to see Black Widow more than I want to see Wonder Woman 1984. But I'm just glad I'm getting something because Marvel's still being stingy with that one. They don't want to let it out just yet. Yeah, word. And you know what? To be honest, I can't even argue that. I agree. I think, honestly, the best thing about 2020 was this podcast. Because aside from making the world a better place from its inception, uh, you know, like, I essentially agree with everything that you guys said word for word. Like, it kept us grounded. It kept us sane. It brought us tears of joy from laughing i've cried so many times since we started this podcast from laughter i think more than i've cried in my entire life from being sad and that says a lot <laughs> raul gulia i think that's what I, or, or raul julia that then became raul gulia that, that was a highlight of the year of the podcast facts Shout out to Raul Gulia. Also known as Raul Gulia. <laughs> and I will say, I'm saying this, that this is the best of 2020. This is the best thing of 2020 with knowing very well consciously that a runner up to this is also the second best thing of 2020 is that Trump didn't win a re-election. I'm very glad about that. That would be the second best thing of 2020. Close tied to this, you know, but but I think that's the, not the other best thing of 2020. Let's that's not fair. That's fair. Um, <laughs> Naturally, yeah. for me, the second best thing was the announcement of the Snyder Cut. And this is this the oh, word of season one. This is my last Snyder Cut rant. This is it. Last one of this. Woo! I started this year literally on January 1st by watching Batman versus Superman Ultimate Edition. Why? Because I felt like it was going to set a tone for the whole year. And a bit of a tragic tone, too, because it never, because at that point, it, the Snyder Cut had not been announced. Um, so, you know, I'm just like, okay, I really love this movie. So much so that it's changed the way I think about comic book movies and and the way they impact me personally. Um, and, then, and then later on that year, like, they announced that we're actually going to get the ending to this epic story that Zack Snyder's been weaving for the past, I don't know, Man of Steel came out, what? What is that, 2012? Something like that? Anyway, for the past, whatever, eight some odd years, and now we're finally going to get to see it finished, and it's coming to HBO Max at a time when, you know, these big budget movies may be making the big leap from the, the theater to the home. 
I think it's perfect. I think it all just worked out beautifully. And, and I love that in a sense, this is almost a creator owned project. And, and I know it's these mm-hmm. comic books. And I know it features some of the most popular superheroes, if not the most popular superheroes of all time. But this is Zack Snyder's brainchild for us. This is like fucking George Lucas Star Wars level for me as a fan. So last rant of the season and the year. I think my second favorite thing aside from this podcast would be the sheer amount of innovation on behalf of the companies that keep us entertained and sane. Shit from like Comic-Con at home, which sucked, but they tried to DC fandom, which was like unprecedented, which I don't think that that's what they were planning, but look at what they did. Then you have this whole flood of information from Disney. It's like, it's like the comic book industry had a forced renaissance in a way, adapting to a new age. Oh, that was, that's, that's, I think would be my second favorite thing. I love that. I love that. We all agree. Legion on zoom top one thing. Facts. And then we all went with <laughs> the, the Snyder Cut announcement, the fucking everything that the comic book greats have done for us, the industries, and then Trump losing. That's a awesome fucking, you know, list right there. 2020, you know, which is good to keep in mind about, like, you know, 2020 has been a tough year. Uh, it's been a hard year. Everybody has suffered in different ways, and it's still not over. Uh, uh, but there has been good in 2020. And I will say, as much as we give you shit, Rod, for your Snyder Cut fucking blind faith and, and almost dogmatic type of love for it, <laughs> uh, 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 that, that was a touching ending to like announcing the year. We wouldn't expect anything less. Bro, it's all true. Um, take a, a quick snapshot. <laughs> Can you catch this? Oh, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Catch this. I'm mean, trying to get like a sheen off of it or like it's all dark. Anyway, I've been wearing this fucking uh, Batman, obviously the Batfleck styled um, armband. Just as a reminder, man, a reminder that even a man can stand to a god. Yes. And defeat ah. him. In case the fans were wondering, Rod only searches comic book parody pornography. <laughs> that, that's exactly Wait, that right. exists? <laughs> really? <laughs> Are you serious? Bro, happy new year, man. You're gonna have a great <laughs> you're gonna have a Back. great Christmas now. Thanks to Chess. <laughs> there you go. That's a, like a whole subgenre, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I mean like like that's almost like implied considering the like over sexualization of characters in the comic books themselves. Like Bro, in like society, like fuck. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. There Everything has to like, be yeah. sexualized. Think about it. Like, that's one of the most obvious gimmicks would be for that industry would be to put on cosplay, you know? That's the thing. I don't want to watch cosplayers fuck. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of people aside from you out there that do. <laughs> hey man, don't judge, man. Don't judge. Let, let's, Fat, yo, yo, let's you on. yo, you've been bugging this episode, bro. <laughs> Okay, I said I don't want to watch cosplayers fuck. I never said there was anything wrong with cosplayers fucking. You don't want anyone to do anything. It's like you're Zod or some shit. Yo, this conversation took a turn. I was not expecting <laughs> quote of the year. I don't want to see cosplayers fuck. <laughs> That's okay. Bro, have you been to Comic Con? Anyway. 
<laughs> anyway, anyway, it's been a good year. And I think it's it, we should mention also just briefly, like, we're excited for the next year. Like Rod said, we're going to try to do some YouTube live streams or just, you know, some YouTube videos of, like, you can see our beautiful faces. As much as maybe some IG live. You never know. Mm-hmm, exactly. We're going to do maybe some IG live. We're going to do some discussions. We got some some exciting movie watching events coming up, you know. Like, even Rod was mentioning that he, 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 he has this weird fucking annual thing that he watches Batman versus Superman uh, Ultimate uh, Edition. Judging? much <laughs> uh, excuse you what the I hell just gave, i just gave you crap for being judgy and shit. <laughs> no you're right you're right you're right. my bad my bad bro but i have agreed as you've been listening to the show since day one you've you've, you've heard my disdain for the snyder movies especially bbs uh but rod has always claimed that the ultimate edition is the best way to watch bbs and so at the start of the year the three of us we're going to get together we're going to watch it we're going to have a very special episode documenting our reactions to all of that. Uh, and, and we're looking forward to coming up with some new content uh, uh, for the next you know, season, new guests, and, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, essentially, for all your fans out there, um, for all you fans out there, excuse me, who also happen to dabble with some Dragon Ball Z, we're essentially going to step into our figurative hyperbolic time chamber is going to seem like a snap of a finger because we're going to enjoy the time off so much because but we're going to be plotting scheming and training to come back better for all of you all right to finish it off i'm not going to answer this question but i want you guys to answer the question please what are you most looking forward to next year Hmm. Hmm. or have or have you all not really i i I think what I'm looking forward to the most next year as well, I guess, is two things. <laughs> One, that hopefully the vaccine really goes out. I'm and it's talking administer- about comic books. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. It's related. It's related. Okay, so okay, okay, okay. Hopefully the vaccine actually, you know, gets administered correctly everywhere outside and we can go to fucking theaters again, you know, like with, 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 with so we can feel comfortable because apparently – Black Widow, like you were saying, there's Disney still being stingy. They're planning on in May to have it come out in theaters, you know. So I hope that by May it's good. We can go out to the movies and we can see that movie like fucking at our favorite theaters and, and live. But besides that, Disney Plus. I'm excited for all the Disney Plus shows. I wouldn't be mad if theaters don't come back and they go the wow again i'm still damn wow. i am i am aggressive in this episode see but, Good um, Lord. but don't don't you want to just chill in your crib and watch black widow and wonder woman and all this shit like yeah but now while society's crumbling from unemployment and crippling debt yeah because the movie industry theater industry is employing most of the population what the fuck are you talking about but it's employing a good part of the population bro the same way that blockbuster the- people found work the AMC people will find work. All right. <laughs> nah, but bro, but also like, yeah, I like seeing movies comfortably at home, but like, ah, it's not the same as a theater. I like the theater. Bro, experience. bed bugs, children crying, people looking at their phones. I'm bro, really how often have you gotten bed bugs at the theater? Bro, like Magic Johnson had like an outbreak. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> shout out, Magic Johnson, AMC. Yeah, yeah, shout out. It's a really good movie theater. I'm just talking shit <laughs> for lols. Uh, that's where we go see our our movies. It's one of the worst 
Shut the fuck up. Yo, I've been trying to convince fans out there. I've been trying to convince these two guys to come to Alamo Theaters, Alamo Draft House to check out movies. I love AMC, Magic Johnson, and Harlem. But Alamo Draft House is one of the best movie experiences that I've had. They have this awesome, sh- even like uh, eclipse before movies begin, giving you history of the movie, like awesome, awesome stuff. And they bring you food and drinks to your seat. It's, it's, it's the best. Bro, that was literally the first commercial of LOZ. Yo, yo <laughs> they better fucking throw us like a free ticket or some shit. Yo, Alamo Draft House, where you at? And it came on the heels of Rod's anti commercial for Magic Johnson. <laughs> Magic Johnson, where you go get bed bugs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> bro, that's what I was gonna say. That was the worst. Like, yo, stepping on sticky, up. stepping on gum. Come on, man. Oh, there's all kinds of bad shit going in the movie. Yo, you are a hater, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm sure most of America agrees with me. Get guys. No, I don't think. Would they you do. rather go back to the movie theater, or would you rather get the movies brought to your home? Oh, you know what? That's a good thing. We should post that on on our on our Instagram accounts and like have a poll. We should leave it up to the to the fans. That'd be some interesting data to find out for sure. <laughs> well, guys, and on that note, that ends season one. What a fucking trip! What a journey! Like it says on the back of every single yearbook from every graduating class in history. What a long, strange trip it's been on Zoom. Jesus. Wow, this has been amazing. It's going to continue to be amazing. Guys, I love you. It's a pleasure and an honor. I can't believe we're actually doing this. And, like, I'm shocked. I'm Chess. Yeah, everybody. I am excited. The same thing. You know, love all you guys. It's been a fantastic first season. I am very much looking forward for season two. We'll keep doing this, seeing you guys on Zoom. I'm excited when the pandemic gets better that maybe we'll record some of these things in person. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, but yes, excited. So we'll see. And all you listeners out there, we love you. Thank you guys for listening. Give us a shout out you know and keep keep in touch with us and we'll still be putting some content online you know uh in our social media accounts uh but we, we would love to hear from about and everybody i hope everybody has a happy holidays a happy new year uh we love all you guys and i'm miguel and i'm rod ditto to all that shit and we are the legion on zoom 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 facts deuces <laughs> Legion on Zoom, starring and produced by Jose Perez, a.k.a. Chez, Rodney Martinez, and myself, Miguel Arce. Please subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at legiononzoom at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Legion on Zoom.